0: you listening to Millennials at the Movies. I'm Amy, And I'm Novi. And today's movie is The Perks of Being a Wallflower. According to Google Movies, socially awkward teen Charlie is a wallflower, always watching life from the sidelines until two charismatic students become his mentors. Free-spirited Sam and her stepbrother Patrick help Charlie discover the joys of friendship, first love, music, and more. While a teacher sparks Charlie's dream of becoming a writer, however, as his new friends prepare to leave for college, Charlie's inner sadness threatens to shatter his newfound confidence. It is not streaming anywhere, but you can rent or purchase it from all major digital retailers. The Rotten Tomatoes scores: the critics gave it an 86, and the audience an 89. This might be the highest-rated movie of any that we've done so far.
1: Wow. Yeah. Um, And I want to just go ahead and preface with the fact that when I chose this movie, I was expecting a really fun, easygoing movie to watch. It's just about these teenagers and their friendships
0: and dating and that kind of shit. And then I was like, what the fuck? I'll tell you this. There is a scene that they're at a school dance and the guy is shy And the two uh, older kids are dancing together and having a good time. And he psychs himself up to go over there and dance with them. I'm like, oh, it's going to be that kind of movie. (laughs) No.
1: No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, It's definitely one of those movies, though. I think we've done a lot of these where there's a lot of different characters. And we kind of get to know all of their different storylines. But um, it is mostly revolving around Charlie and his awkward teenage experience, finding friends, finding himself, kind of growing up a little bit along the way. But also, it's all of that mixed with like the most depressing shit any one person could ever go through, ever. And it is such a heavy movie. I, like, I would never have expected most of the shit that happened in this movie.
0: No, not at all.
1: But I do enjoy that they were able to, again, I feel like so many movies do that. Maybe I just never paid enough attention to it in the past. Maybe just all movies do this. But they have so many characters and we get to know most of them, not all of them, but most of them quite well.
0: Well, And there were some of them that I would have liked to get to know better. There were certain characters that were mentioned and we got to know a little bit about them. But it's just kind of like, I would rather hear more about you and your story and maybe less about. Uh, any of the other main characters
1: (laughs) yeah I feel like this is one of those movies where I liked the lead female character and then we got to know her better and better and better and I was like okay I don't like you as much
0: anymore so they took a good character and kind of ruined her a little bit for me well we'll start I liked Sam at the very start when she was there when patrick and charlie were at the football game mm-hmm. and they were kind of bonding and getting to know each other and then she showed up and the sibling banter between her and patrick was so on point and so great yep and that is the only time in the movie that i liked her and then every other time i did not like her <laughs> and that's rare for me i tend to like women in these movies mm-hmm. and I didn't like her character. I feel like she did a lot of things that I didn't like. And I feel like we were supposed to excuse it because we found out that she was abused when she was younger. Mm-hmm. And while I do understand that that makes her actions a little more understandable, it does not make them likable.
1: No. Yeah. And I think it was even, even before finding out like what experiences she had had that kind of explained away her behavior um okay so the brother and sister dynamic was amazing between Patrick and Sam every time they were together or talking about each other or anything like that it was always really really good it felt really real um and so I loved that and when she was with Patrick I felt like she was a different person than when she was with just Charlie And we we were getting to know her or when she was with her boyfriend and like we were seeing how she behaved with him because that was not Sam. That was Sam trying to be something else, probably because of her experience, because she was trying to like not be the old version of herself or something. But
0: um, I I think that's a thing that young girls especially go through where They're like, okay, what is it that you want me to be? What is it you want me to be? And I can't say that she was more herself with Charlie or if she was more what he wanted her to be. Because she was a different person with Patrick and there was no romantic interest there. So it's possible that that's who she really was. Mm -hmm. But the person she was with Charlie wasn't the person she was with Patrick and the person she was with her boyfriend wasn't the person she was with either of them. That's a good point.
1: So we don't really know who Sam really is. But I also really didn't like, and this isn't about her necessarily, I guess, and maybe it is, but I didn't like, I never like it when this happens, but I didn't like the Sam Charlie thing. I liked it when it was like Charlie had a crush on Sam because that was believable. I didn't like it when Sam was like, well, why didn't you make a move? I know I'm jumping to the end of the movie here, but like she... Made it seem like she was sitting there waiting for him to make a move and that she was actually interested in him. And I'm like, but you weren't. There was no point in the movie where I thought, oh, Sam is actually interested in Charlie as more than just, you know, this freshman that they've kind of let into their friend group. And she's kind of like watching out for him and that kind of stuff. I believe the friendship 100%. I didn't believe anything romantic from her side, though,
0: at all. And that made me like her less. I think she only showed romantic interest in him when her boyfriend was unavailable to her and it made her upset. Yeah. Like he wasn't able to come to Christmas. So all of a sudden she wanted to kiss him Mm -hmm. and then he broke up with her and was cheating on her. So all of a sudden it's, well, why didn't you make a move on me? And I agree with you. I think it's very relatable for Charlie to have had a crush on her because Mm -hmm. she was like the older cool girl and he really hadn't had experience with that but it was a very difficult relationship to root for because not only did it not seem mutual but there is a huge age difference between a freshman and a senior it's hard to see that as not being manipulative if it had been a senior guy and a freshman girl we would have been like yeah he didn't make him like why would you have wanted a freshman to make a move on you you fucking pervert (laughs) yeah I mean it's all kind of in scale because they're all ta- like uh, she was talking about how she was 13 and someone older than her dad made a move on her. Yeah. So it's at least in better scale than that. But that doesn't make it OK. Because what is a freshman, 15 and Something she's like 18? Yep. <laughs> yeah,
1: it is a big age gap. And especially at that age, like that is a big difference because, first of all, you're an adult and he's not. And second of all, it's just the the growth that, you know, a person goes through between 14, 15, whatever it is to even 17, you know, is, is huge. It's a, it's a big difference. Um, yeah.
0: Four years is nothing when you're 30. It's a lot when exactly. you're a teenager.
1: Yeah. And especially once we get to know, I mean, I think we already know from the very beginning that something is going on with Charlie that we're going to be finding out more about, like what he's been through and stuff. And even before we know everything, um, it, you know that he's not mentally grown up, even though he's mature in some ways. You know, he's mature compared to the other freshman kids maybe, but he's not mature, like ready for the real world kind of mature.
0: I don't even think he's mature compared to the other freshmen. I think he's just a different type of immature.
1: Yeah, maybe. Yeah. um, I also do think that it's an interesting comparison to have the friendship and everything between Sam and Charlie and the friendship between Charlie and Patrick because Charlie is immediately intrigued by Patrick from the second he sees him in their whatever shop class or whatever it is. And uh, he's constantly just... I feel like every time he sees Patrick, every time he learns something else about Patrick, he's just so fascinated by him and it doesn't feel like I'm looking up to kind of a thing because they feel like equals, even though they're so different from one another. Um, And I just I love their friendship a lot. I love the way Patrick treats Charlie that even when all their friends are not talking to Charlie he still does and that he turns to him like I feel like Patrick didn't go to Sam for what happened between him and Brad which we'll get into later I'm sure Um, but he went to Charlie about it and all of that just really 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 rounded out their friendship for me and some of the things that I feel like they could have made a little better in the friendship between Charlie and Sam. They did for uh, Charlie and Patrick instead. And so that was definitely my favorite relationship to see grow.
0: Well, it's hard to say that he actually had a friendship with Sam because he had such a crush on her that Mm -hmm. he girlfriend zoned her completely in his mind to the point where he was talking to his teacher, like, why do you think nice people always choose the wrong people to date? (laughs) Yeah. and. It's kind of difficult to say that they were ever friends because he never treated her like a friend. He treated her like the girl that he was interested in. Right. Whereas with Patrick, he was able to put that completely out of his mind because there wasn't a romantic interest there on his end. Mm Mm-hmm. So he didn't have to think about, well, I have to impress you or you're not going to want to sleep with me. So he got to kind of be more himself.
1: Yeah. And I think that's what those are the scenes that made me love Charlie as much as I did. Because kind of getting to see the real him and as he would open up a little by little, even to the others in their friend group and be more and more comfortable in his own skin, even even when he was still freaking out and um, before he went through all the shit that he went through, well, not went through it, but, you know, dealt with it. um, You could see him getting a little more comfortable with himself around these people, but especially around Patrick. And so when we get to see Charlie being real Charlie, it was really like, I feel like we watched him grow, even though he didn't really fully grow from beginning till the end, he got a little more confident, I think, but, We're going to have to dig into some of the shit he's been through, I think, to talk about his personality change from beginning to the end. I want
0: to start it with, I was right. I was damn right. (laughs) And I wish I wasn't, but I was. I'll say this. I did not know because I hadn't read the book before and I don't have a lot of personal experience with what did happen. Mm -hmm. I thought that because seeing Ponytail Derek... (laughs) his sister's boyfriend hit his sister Mm -hmm. that it was possible that aunt Helen had been in an abusive relationship and he had seen someone hit her Mm -hmm. because that's what set it off right and that wasn't it I think I talked about that just for a second though um PSA hitting your girlfriend is not okay don't do it also um don't push your boyfriend and call him a bitch dog one of those things is definitely worse than the other but they're still both abusive as shit don't do it yeah.
1: Okay. We're on Candace. I'm gonna continue talking about Candace. I hated her so much from the beginning. Gosh, I'm gonna one of these days. I'm not gonna say that about a female character. Um, but uh, in the cafeteria when Charlie's like, "Oh, I was hoping my sister would let me hang out with them." First of all, wow, bitch, move! You're not gonna let your brother who's been through some shit, even if she didn't know the thing with Aunt Helen yet. She knew he'd been through some shit, and he. She still isn't letting him sit with them in the cafeteria. So first of all, fuck you for that. Second of all, she's like bitching at him already from when we first see them together. She's bitching at Ponytail Derek, and like she does the like eye roll, like I'm so tired of you thing, and I'm like, why are you fucking with him? And then we go on to find out, you know, to see her, him slap her. And then she still like stays with him for so long after that. And I didn't understand it at all. And I like, it was one of those, like, are you just doing this? Cause you're gaining something out of it that we're not seeing like some, something that's happening in like high school world kind of a thing, you know, that that's happening because she's dating ponytail Derek. I don't like, I didn't know what was going on, but I, I hated it so much.
0: Yeah. We never saw them be good for each other at any time or good to each other at any time. Either one of them. Yeah. And I, I liked him until he slapped her. <laughs> <laughs> well, before he slapped her, he seemed like a nice guy. A lot of people who slap their wives seem like nice true. guys until they slap their wives. Yeah. Um, I did not like Candace until the end when she actually decided to be a good sister and it took some very very serious and dramatic like life-threatening situations to make her do it which is shitty right but at least she did it and I
1: I like that part of her too where she just like none of what was what she was doing mattered she was gonna take care of her brother and they must have had
0: a better relationship than we were shown because of all the people he could have called he chose her Okay, and I've watched
1: deleted scenes of this movie on YouTube. And um, I wish they had included. It's so weird to me, because now I want to I want to read the book to find out more. But um, they have some deleted scenes that show the relationship between brother and sister. And like, that they used to be really, really close when they were younger, and we get to see them as kids. And then as they, you know, when they're older, and she's dealing with some shit with ponytail Derek and whatever and like none of this matters because you haven't seen it but anyway point is that um charlie is there for her and it kind of reconnects them because you get to learn that they were really close when they were young and then as they got older and i'm sure this does happen for a lot of siblings as they get older and there's an age gap between them you know they grow apart Uh, but then they like built that friendship back up and that makes a lot more sense for that scene where he calls her and she like drops everything um so I, I don't know why they didn't choose to include that in the movie it seemed really important but
0: um just seeing a little more of their relationship would have been important but we really didn't yeah. I would have chosen to see more of their relationship and cut pretty much any scene with the parents because most of them were just kind of unnecessary
1: I agree I think the only um, scene having to do with the parents has to do when uh, with when Charlie goes to ask his dad for money for the Christmas gift. And if that's not your favorite quote, I will talk about it. <laughs> it's not. Okay, good. It almost was mine. Um, I don't have the exact quote, but he goes and asks if he could borrow or if he could have $30 for the Christmas gift. And the dad goes, $20, what do you need $10 for? And I love that so much because it was so subtle. I had to like rewind and watch it again. I'm like, did I like mishear this or is this what this man actually did? And it was hilarious. And then he like gives him a $50 bill, which was nice. But
0: it's such a dad joke too. It really is. And you know how I love those. (laughs) I also could have...
1: Um, done without the the Mary Elizabeth Charlie scenes
0: whereas Mary Elizabeth is my favorite character in the whole thing oh my gosh with can this stop happening to us because never she's
1: one of the characters or one of the things I hate most I loved her let me okay no let me actually let me fix that she is not on her own a horrible character I loved her and then the thing between her and Charlie happened and I hated her because she did it in competition with Sam. That's the only fucking reason she did it. There's no reason for me to believe and there's no way I don't think you could convince me that he, she actually had any feelings for Charlie. She didn't have feelings for him. She went out with him. She, I don't think they actually had sex because that would have been a big important thing. Uh, for Charlie, for us to know that it actually happened. And I so I don't think it did, but they almost fucked. And all of that shit happened. And she was so dramatic about everything. But in the end, we learned that it's all about her and Sam because shit like this has apparently happened in the past. And like that made me dislike her because she made such a big deal out of it. She like hated him so much. And granted, what he did was awful. But, oh, I was so sad for her.
0: That is not how I saw that scene at all, actually when okay. he was told this has happened before i don't think it was that mary elizabeth has tried to steal sam's boyfriends or it's that it's been a competition i think that they were saying that people that mary elizabeth has be- have been with have decided that they were more attracted to sam before yeah so i didn't mean so that I- she has stolen sam's boyfriends to clarify like
1: i just meant that they have had problems about the same guys in the past not necessarily stealing people from each other just the uh because she knew charlie was into sam there everybody knew
0: (laughs) they never said anything
1: they Mm -hmm. never
0: told anyone that they kissed she had a boyfriend right i don't think mary elizabeth was doing anything to try and go behind anyone's back or to steal anyone from anyone i think that this was a guy that she liked that she asked out that was a complete dick to her because he knew he wasn't interested at all and he still did it because Sam had a boyfriend and he didn't have anything to do with his dick?
1: I'm gonna disagree and say a couple of things. First of all, Charlie definitely has some sort of mental, like, he has some mental something. I don't know what to call it. I don't want to, like, put my foot in my mouth and label it anything because I don't know what it is, but he always says shit that is not socially acceptable shit. And yes, it was an asshole thing to say. um, But I don't think he did it in the like, I'm trying to be really horrible to you way. Um, Also, I... I guess I just never thought she was interested in him. And there were times where she is watching Charlie watch Sam. So I'm not saying that she was trying to like take Charlie from Sam or like whatever get in the way of that but she it was like she was saying i'm gonna go for this guy because she he is attracted to sam and yes i'm i'm sure it was that in the past like the guys that she was with were attracted to sam or whatever or she liked somebody and they liked sam better or whatever um but i think it was more like i can have this guy that is also attracted to sam but look see he's with me um and even if she did like him she was a horrible fucking girlfriend. I'm sorry, but she was. She was the worst. She was constantly like telling him what to do. She was like, hey, she's like, who calls right after you get home from school and forces somebody to listen to you talk about nothing? You were just together in school. Nothing could have been so interesting after that that you're going to call and talk to them. And then but, when she tries to interrupt to say anything, oh, you know how much I hate that. you got to stop doing that. And I'm like, well, how is she? how is he going to tell you that he doesn't want to be with you if he can't ever interrupt
0: you because you won't ever shut up? <laughs> I think that's the only shitty thing she did. I think you're putting way too many expectations on what a high school girl is like in a relationship. Like, maybe if a high school girl is in puppy love, she definitely wants to talk to you right when she gets home from school, even if you don't think you have anything to say, because she apparently fucking has a lot to say still, and she wants you to hear it because she likes you. I like that she had the guts to go ask a guy out. I like that she didn't change herself when she was going to meet his parents. And I think that he should have, from the beginning... I don't think he was deliberately a dick to her. I'll say that. He does have a tendency to just say things. Mm. But if he was going to just say things, he could have said, no, I'm not interested. Or we can go to prom as friends or something like that. Instead of saying yes and then saying yes to fooling around in her house and then never telling her and never telling her and never telling her and then doing it like a complete dick at a party like that in front of all of her friends.
1: Yeah, I do hate that he kissed um, Sam. And that whole thing was fucked up. And I'm I'm not even going to try to excuse his behavior. Um, but I don't know, I just, I, and I like I said, I loved Mary Elizabeth as a person separately. I love that she didn't try to be like all the other girls to try to get attention from anybody. She didn't change herself. She knew who she was and that whole thing. It's just when they were together or whatever you want to call it, I don't know if they were necessarily together, but that whole thing, I just feel like she was, it it was like what he had said about her. You're too controlling and like, you always have to be the person in control of everybody. And he said that way, way early on. And I feel like if somebody tells you, I I think this is my thing, my takeaway from it. If somebody tells you that you're too anything, whatever that thing is, maybe don't want to be with them. (laughs) And again, yes, high school kids, I know that she's not going to know better, but still, I just I was like, there was no reason for you to think that he liked you. There was multiple times when they were at prom. Oh, I hated that too. Okay, they were at prom, and Mary Elizabeth was standing there back to. Um, Charlie talking to Alice. And he was standing there really awkward, like, because he was clearly not part of the conversation. And then he walked away. And then she turns around and sees that he's standing there against the wall with Sam. And I feel like that was a moment for her where she realized it. And then she just decided to ignore it. And I'm like, "Mm, you've seen this before. I feel I don't know, I felt like Everybody around them, all of their friends knew that something was going on there, even if they didn't know about the kiss, even if Sam had a boyfriend, they knew that Charlie was clearly attracted to Sam.
0: Yeah, and that was on him to tell her, not her to discern it from the air. Like, I know there's mental issues he had. I -hmm. know he didn't intend to be a dick, but he was a dick anyway to this girl that was supposed to be his friend. And I feel like it's such a thing to put it on the girl where it's like, you should have known. It's like, no, fuck it. He should have told her. He should have. I still just think
1: that guy or girl, you shouldn't put yourself in a situation like that. Maybe stop and think about it for a second because we see her. It wasn't like I'm saying like she's a high school kid, so she should have like she should have known something that she wasn't capable of knowing. She sees them together and she still ignores it. And honestly, I really didn't see any like chemistry between them I didn't see her being attracted to him I didn't see her liking him aside from when they were together and then it was very much that like well we're in high school and look see my boyfriend right baby you're my boyfriend you're my boyfriend I'm like well first of all that's not you second of all like you're forcing this thing I don't know I feel like we've going we've gone off on such a tangent on her but I feel like she should have been a more badass person than that and she wasn't because she was she was and then she wasn't when she was with Charlie
0: I feel like that's what's interesting about this movie though and it's kind of about her but kind of not Mm. this isn't a absolute biography of events this isn't an outside perspective this is just him writing and saying what he sees that's true yeah so it's possible he did not see her being attracted to him before this time and he didn't notice it even when she asked him. So it seemed sudden to us that she asked him to prom. She could have been mooning over him for days, weeks, and we don't know. True. Uh, Patrick could have been an absolute, complete loser, and we didn't know. Brad and Patrick should could have been skipping through the meadow on the weekends, and we wouldn't know, because Charlie <laughs> wasn't there. Oh, I love that image, though. And now they,
1: in my mind, they absolutely were. <laughs> i just want to imagine brad
0: doing that brad breaks my heart same here
1: uh i okay so i had seen the cafeteria scene the fight scene separately before i watched the movie and i was so sad because johnny simmons was in a bag of hammers And I loved him because of that. And then I thought I was going to hate him so much because I like all I knew was that this jock asshole was going to beat up Patrick. And I love Ezra Miller. So I knew I was going to love Patrick. So I had this like really, really negative attitude towards Brad when I first started watching the movie. But then as I watched it, I was like, oh, my gosh, this poor boy, like he has such a hard time with himself and with everything and yet he still goes to the uh rocky horror picture show thing that patrick is in like he puts himself out there he's there with him he goes to their friend parties so that he can be with patrick he does all these things because clearly he did love patrick but his dad was the biggest dick in the world and the football jocks that he was friends ish with are also the biggest dicks in the world and clearly wouldn't have accepted him so Like the struggles.
0: It was really heartwarming to me that Brad did come out for all of those things, and well, figuratively, Mm -hmm. but he let all of Patrick's friends know about them. And that is a huge step. It Mm -hmm. just is that they weren't on the same page with where they wanted to be and where they were going to be. Like, it's hard for somebody who has to be in the closet for their own safety to be in a committed and long-term relationship with somebody who dresses up as Frank and Inverter on the weekends.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and I also don't think it was fair at all now that I saw the whole movie re-watching the um, cafeteria fight scene. It was not at all fair for Patrick to get in his face like that a day or so after his dad had just caught them together and beat the shit out of Brad. It was not fair for him to try to force him out of the closet.
0: I think Patrick felt guilty about not defending him against his dad. I think he felt yeah. like he should have stayed and done something. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he didn't made him feel bad and lash out. Yeah, absolutely. I just, it changed the whole scene for
1: me knowing all of the background, basically. And,
0: and the- Brad. Mm. thanking Charlie That's for something them was mm-hmm. the softest moment. Mhm.
1: It was so important to him as a character and like uh, it was I can't imagine that could be an easy thing to do after all of that even if it is to somebody that you are out to like to thank him for it because it shows that you like he still loves Patrick and he's he was worried about him and he didn't want it to come to that like I think their fight between Patrick and Brad was all of the emotions all of the fear all of everything between the two of them coming out and then his friends got involved and you could see Brad's face where it was just like oh fuck like this is getting really bad now yeah I had to stop it
0: And he would not have wanted to start that fight, but his friend did and he couldn't stop it or else they would have looked at him because the very, very casual gay bashing in that school from the beginning was such a great setup Mm -hmm. to have it be at that point where we just didn't question it anymore. We knew that it was going to happen. Yeah. And I would have watched the whole movie of Brad, like his story. Mm -hmm. The little glimpses we got were just like no I want an hour and 40 minutes of you (laughs) even if it's dramatic like I want to know your feelings and your story I agree I think it would have been
1: an interesting thing to see in this in the same time period basically as Perks but like have it be his side of the story so you get to see more of him at home more of his dad more of him and Patrick More of his struggles with even coming out to Patrick's friends and feeling comfortable enough around them and all of that. And it would have been I think that would be a really powerful movie. And I think we're spoiled
0: with TV and binge watching to the point where it's like, well, why can't we have two hours about Mary Elizabeth? Why can't we have two hours about Fred? And it's like, because it's a movie. It's an hour and a half long.
1: (laughs) I wonder if the book gives us any more details about Brad because it is a lot of Charlie telling us things that he has heard from his friends and that kind of stuff. So it's possible he might mention some stuff. So I'm definitely gonna be reading the book.
0: I only know one thing about the book and it punched me in the gut so hard.
1: I'm curious now. Is it a is it a spoiler?
0: Um, well it's nothing that wasn't in the movie, if that's oh, okay. You. Um <laughs> Yeah we find out in both the movie and the book that aunt Helen had molested him as a child. Yeah. And he says in the book that she would do it every Saturday Oh God, when they were a kid until he told her we have to stop. Wow. Shit. Hey, this is
1: going to be a great book for me to read. Um, <laughs> You're going to cry again. (laughs) Yeah, I am. Uh, The uh, Like, why did it have to be everything? Why did it have to be my best friend killed himself? Why did it have to be my aunt died? Why did it have to be my aunt molested me all for one kid? It was, that was, I think, the thing for me where it just kept adding on. And, like, I... I knew it was her and then she died in the car crash. So I was like, wait, maybe then it's not her. Maybe it's someone else. What the fuck? And but I like I had a feeling that it was her because of the little glimpses we got to see of her. Mm. And yeah, the the that scene where he comes to her and she's crying in the kitchen and this little baby Charlie comes over and like holds her hand and smiles at her to kind of make her feel better or whatever, that killed me. I think that was the scene that made me break down most. Yeah. And that was before we even knew that she molested him in the movie.
0: Well, I think that the fact that she did made his relationship with Sam even grosser. Mm -hmm. Not only because he's thinking about her right before his first kiss, which is it with sam which is difficult Mm -hmm. because when you've been molested it pops up at awful moments especially in sexually charged moments yeah but (sighs) he says they're meant to be together because they have a lot in common and i don't think they have a lot in common except music and the fact that they were both molested as children. It's like no, that is not a good reason to no. be in a relationship <laughs> with the person. Yeah, because that is—is is that really what you want it to be about? And that's what it felt like, and it made it feel even grosser to me. Hmm.
1: Yeah, I feel like they were both kind of looking for somebody to make things okay for them, and they were not the people to make things okay for them because they both that's needed that.
0: But they really wanted to be, I think. Yeah.
1: Well, because for her, here was this really sweet, like, just really caring, really soft boy who wasn't going to force her into anything, wasn't going to look at her as a sex object, wasn't going to, like, judge her based on her past or whatever. And so she wanted that. I think she wanted Oh, that kind of a guy. I just don't think she wanted Charlie. I think she wanted somebody to take care of her and to tell her that it was okay and that she was fine and that, you know, whatever has happened to her in the past doesn't matter. But she didn't want Charlie. And in the end, I don't think they could have had anything with one another.
0: Well, she wanted the idea of him more than she wanted him. And in the end, I didn't want them to have anything together because mm-hmm. in the end, she was still like 19 and he was like 15. <laughs> yeah. And I just like have something with a fifteen year old girl. How about that? You know, leave the old women in your past, far, far in your past <laughs> yeah
1: i I also, by the way, wanted to know more about the experience with his best friend um and his suicide because we get a little bit of him in the movie, but And then we find out that he killed himself, but that's it. And, like, it obviously had such an impact on him, and I feel like the movie kind of missed out on a chance to show us that.
0: Yeah, it felt almost inconsequential to the point of being forgettable.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Where it should have been more of a, a real thing that the character went through or talked about, but movies are short and... Well, this one was already an hour and 45 minutes, and Hmm. I felt like it was seven hours long. (laughs) So, you know what? I didn't want to hear any more about his friend. I I began to resent happiness. It was like watching War Horse. I watched (laughs) War Horse in the theaters, and I walked out, and the person in the lobby smiled at me. I was like, why do you get to smile? Nobody else gets to smile. Why does the guy get the horse back in the end? Everybody else is dead. (laughs) That's how I felt after this movie. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> I'm never going to watch that
1: movie. Um please don't. Yeah. <laughs> no, nope. trust me. I won't I won't even make me. And the thing is is like I I prefer especially books that are really emotional and they like really fuck you up, you know, like this. But I want that I wasn't prepared for it. I think that's the biggest problem. It's like Like I said, I thought it was just this high school movie about these people figuring out who they are and who they want and having a good time along the way. But clearly, that was such a side thing to it.
0: Now, I think it's funny, though, that we did Death to Smoochie last time, which is such an (laughs) ominous title, and it was the funniest movie. Yeah. And then we're doing the perks of being a wallflower. There are no perks. Everything sucks. (laughs) (laughs) No, there's some perks. Name one. Okay, my favorite character.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I tried really hard, by the way, because I initially I was like, okay, Patrick's my favorite character. No, no, Charlie's my favorite character. No, Patrick and Charlie are my favorite characters. And I said, you know what, fuck it, leave them out of it. And choose somebody that's not one of them too, because I can't choose between them and... I feel like that those are obvious answers. So my favorite character is Mr. Anderson. I love him. And Paul Rudd is like hit or miss for me in movies. But he I mean it's an it wasn't like it was this big complex character to play or anything like that, but he did a good job of it and I don't know if it's just the teacher side of me, but the fact that he cared about this kid and he was like, Yeah, I know we like you're not gonna be in my class anymore, but I still think I want like I want to give you books to read and talk about them and blah, blah, blah. I was just like, Yes, because he could tell. Like, even if he didn't know, and he knew some of the shit he'd been through, because he mentioned, like, I know last year was hard for you or whatever. But he didn't know everything about what had gone on with Charlie, but he knew that he had been through some shit, and as a teacher, like When you know that, at least I can speak from my own experience, when you know that one kid is struggling or has struggled or something like that, you try to reach out and be there for them, even if they are not immediately going to open up and talk to you. But he didn't just let it go. He was like, he was constantly there for him. And I think Charlie needed that. And it was nice to see that he had an adult who was that way, because I didn't feel throughout the entire movie that Charlie had his parents the way he should have had them.
0: No. Or it's possible that he might have had them the way he should have, but he could not open up to them. Mm-hmm. Because I can only imagine for the parents and the sister because the sister was the parents left him with the aunt. Yeah. and his sister was there when he was being molested. Yeah even if the molester is gone, I can't imagine it would be easy for him to open up to any of those people afterward. And he never told them, Mm -hmm. but holding that secret back from them probably isolated him from them a little.
1: Yeah, and also he blamed himself for his aunt's death, so I can imagine he didn't want to, like, say anything negative about her because he was feeling guilty about it. Also... His best friend just died, and his aunt just died. So his parents not realizing that there was something else going on there makes sense because that was already a lot of heavy shit for a kid to be dealing with. Why would you expect that there might have must have been something else?
0: Well, it seemed like his aunt had died a while ago, That's but true. it would still be a difficult thing, and especially because he even said at the end that he's happy that she died. Hmm. That is such a guilty feeling for somebody Hmm. even if they were a horrible person even if they beat you or molested you or anything to be happy that someone died that is that everyone else is crying and just mourning this death and there's a part of you that's not and that has to be so isolating
1: yeah Yeah, so basically this movie should have been called The Depressing Life of Charlie. Like, it's just, that's all it was. It was just the constant, how much worse can this kid's life be, basically? And then all of his friends leave to go to college, too. So now he's finally made friends. He finally feels like he has people, and then they're gone. Oh, and before I ask you who your favorite character is, there's also that one scene where after he has, you know, fucked up everything with himself and his friends because he kissed Sam in front of Mary Elizabeth and that whole thing, where he's on the phone with her apologizing to her. And he's just she just says, like, stop it and leave us alone or whatever. And he starts to he says, OK, I will. And then he tries to say goodbye and she hangs up. And that um, is his name. Logan Lerman, I think. Right. Yes. He play, I don't know what else I've seen him in. I'm sure I've seen him in something else, but he plays this role so, so well. That scene made me go, oh no, I know he fucked up. I know that was shitty what he did, but please, please don't hurt him. Like I felt so awful for him because he hated himself so much in that moment. And I think it was also like a mixture of hating himself, feeling guilty, and then also just trying to understand like what is wrong with me, you know? Yeah. And I'm going to come back to acting abilities soon. But um, who's your favorite character?
0: My favorite character was Mary Elizabeth. And we kind of went through oh, that. Oh, you did, yeah. I also don't know if it's completely unfair. Because when I saw like how he was treating her, I just like, no, sis, nope. But... <laughs> I also when I was little had this huge obsession with the show State of Grace and she was one of the stars of it and I saw her name in the credits it's like oh my god she was in a thing
1: (laughs) (laughs) well yeah I have no idea what that show even is
0: it was great
1: um I I wanted to know Alice better I am gonna say that there's not much of a reason why necessarily. I just did. I thought she was interesting. I love the whole like she's she has money, but she steals steals um, jeans and stuff. And then she she gets Mary Elizabeth at um, a bunch of jeans, and then it's like, oh, you got me the receipt. I I think I shipped them. Maybe that's why I didn't want her with Charlie. Maybe that's why I didn't believe that Mary Elizabeth had any feelings for Charlie because I constantly was just like, yes, Alice and Mary Elizabeth. Yes, I'm in it. Like go all the way from I the second we better. met them. Yeah, I, I agree she did. I just didn't like who she turned into when she was with Charlie because it's not who I thought she was from the very beginning. Um, And then also, obviously, like I said, I'm not excusing his behavior. It was a very fucked up thing he did. I just don't think he knowingly did it. Um, No, I don't either. Yeah. Um, I am going to talk about actors for a second because you know, and I've probably mentioned it 50 times already in the other episodes. Maybe, actually, I'm not sure, but you know how big a fan of Harry Potter I am. And both of the things I'm going to talk about have to do with Harry Potter, sort of. Um, Well, okay, not really. Emma Watson. I think she was the perfect Hermione Granger. She played that role amazingly, especially in the like later ones when she was older and she wasn't like a little 11-year-old kid trying to act because that doesn't usually go well anyway. But she did such a great job with Hermione Granger. And I have seen now two other movies of hers, this one, and oh, I won't remember what it's called, something about how these like rich Hollywood kids go and break into Paris Hilton's house and like try on all her clothes and they're just awful people it's such a bad movie I don't know how I sat through it I don't remember what it's called so if somebody else does they should let us know because I probably will forget to look it up but anyway I remember watching that movie and here she is again you know this British girl having to do an American accent and like a valley girl type accent at that and I was just like, oh, no, no, this is so bad. It was so uncomfortable because she was supposed to be this like a rich, spoiled, like party girl. And I'm like, no, Emma Watson, this is not working. Why did you agree to this? This is horrible. It was so bad. And I was like, wow, maybe she's not actru- actually a good actress. Maybe she just grew up as Hermione. So that was easy for her, you know? Um,
0: And I think I, I think Emma Watson is one of those actresses like when you see one of the Jonases in something, like, oh, I'm like, oh, the Jonas is in Jumanji. He plays Seaplane. And you're like, no, he's always the Jonas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think she's always Emma Watson, no matter what she's in, no matter what character she's playing. It's like, nope, that's Emma Watson. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, but I think that's the problem, though, is like, I thought of it, I thought it in the other movie, but I also kind of came back to that in this movie. And I was just like, wow, she's actually not that great an actress, I guess, because it was so bad. And then the accent... I had trouble with it cause she kept kind of slipping back to her British accent, which I'm like, I'm sure that's a difficult thing for anyone to do to like do a different accent. So I'm not saying it's easy. It's just she didn't do it well. And it made me sad.
0: Oh.
1: <laughs> I was like, no, I had high hopes for you. What happened? Um, and then the other one, Ezra Miller, he's in, um, shit. I don't remember the movie name. Uh, wow. One of those outside of Harry Potter movies by jk rowling fantastic Beast. such a fan over here yes <laughs> in um the first one i think um i don't know if she's he's in the second one because i haven't seen the second one yet but in the first one he's in that he's such a brilliant actor i watched that movie and like every like my whole view on him was changed because i had never seen him in anything else I was just like, okay, this, this guy is going to be a brilliant actor as he gets older, he's just going to be in better roles. And he's going to become like super famous. And he's going to win a bunch of awards. But then I saw him in perks, I don't think he's a great actor. anymore. Like that. I don't I mean, no, that's not fair to say. I just don't think this role was what he needed to show how good an actor he is, because it wasn't Like there's that one scene where he and Charlie are sitting there and he's talking about the whole thing with Brad and then he kisses him and then he starts to cry. That before crying face that he makes was just like, no, stop. Like, I don't know what that was, but it was awful. Like he's like, he looks like he's going to vomit, honestly.
0: (laughs) It had been a hard day. He got his ribs broken. He probably was about to vomit. (laughs) Well, then
1: in that case, I apologize to Ezra Miller, who I'm sure is listening to this podcast. Um, But yeah, um, I just, I love him anyway. I would love him in anything. I would want to watch him in any movie that he's in. But I just think that it was weird to see him after Fantastic Beast playing such a complicated role and doing such a good job with it. And then seeing him as Patrick and going, but I don't know, though,
0: (laughs) about your abilities as an actor. Well, It's interesting that you're talking about actors because my favorite actress of all time is in this movie, Joan Cusack. I love her so much. And it makes me sad to say it. I don't think it was necessary for her to be in this movie. The role was so small and it was so inconsequential that it didn't need her to play it. I think any woman, slightly older with a serious face could have delivered the two lines that she delivered in this movie it didn't need Joan Cusack to do it and I kind of felt let down because I saw her name in the credits it's like yes (laughs) and then she wasn't there until the end and she just did this generic thing and it was over it's like no (laughs) I really needed you in this movie to make me happy (laughs) like you couldn't have come in and yelled at anybody and threw something (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, I agree. It didn't need to be Joan Cusack. I was still happy that it was because, I mean, like, she's not my favorite actress, but I do like her. I love the way she speaks. Um But yeah, it could have literally been any random person and it would have worked.
0: Oh, I'm still happy it was her. Pay my girl, put her in more things. But <laughs> It didn't need to be her. It didn't push anything forward. Like, the teacher needed to be Paul Rudd. That could have been anybody in that psychiatrist role. Yeah, I agree.
1: Um, choosing a favorite quote is always a weird thing for me in, our, in the, these movies, by the way. Mm-hmm. But in a different way than this one. Because usually it's like, wow, I have like five quotes. How am I going to choose my favorite one? And in this one, it was like,
0: I don't know. Is I don't know my favorite. Know, like none of the individual happens. quotes really. <laughs> this is not Death to Smoochie. There can, can only be one if that, right? Um, just one
1: death to Smoochie I hope so I don't think I I or the world could handle more than one Um, but yeah it wasn't like the lines in this were not things that were standalone they weren't amazing lines that we're gonna be quoting back and forth at each other there were little things like the um, oh what did she say she said oh no it was I think it was a mixture of Patrick and Sam saying this to her to Charlie at the party when he got like all stoned and shit and they basically like are doing a toast to him and they say that he's a he's a wallflower and like I don't know whatever basically oh, it's like, like the title oh they said the thing um but yeah like they, that whole speech I'm what I'm trying to get at is because I didn't write it down so I don't remember it but just, that whole speech was heartfelt and I liked it and I like it was kind of a funny way to say what they were saying um there's the whole thing with uh patrick at the beginning of the movie when he's making fun of the shop teacher and that whole thing was funny and by the way i love that he painted all of the tools pink that was brilliant um but like there was there were all these things these conversations throughout the movie that were great but they weren't standalone amazing lines to me anyway
0: they weren't but i still managed to pick one
1: we i'm Almost 100% sure that we did not pick the same one. So tell me yours.
0: (laughs) Uh, Sam, Charlie, and Patrick are sitting in the diner after the football game and they're laughing and joking around. He tells them that he likes to write and they suggest that he write about them. And Patrick says, call it Slut and the Falcon, make us solve crimes. (laughs) Yes. Now at that that. time, I was wondering which of them was the Falcon and which one of them was the (laughs) Slut. (laughs)
1: Uh, It really could have gone either way, still, even at the end of the movie. (laughs) Um, Mine isn't as... Mine is such a cheesy line, and it's said twice. But I guess as um, a teacher who loves Mr. Anderson, I can stick by this one. Um, He and Charlie are having a conversation, and... I don't remember what Charlie's exact question is, but Mr. Anderson says we accept the love we think we deserve. And that, (sighs) I know it's so cheesy, but it hit me in the soul. It like punched my soul really, really hard. And I was like, yeah, that, that thing, I'm not going to think about real life things at all. Fuck you. Um, And then Charlie repeats it at some point, I think to Sam.
0: I love you and I respect you, (laughs) but I hate that quote so much. I hate that entire conversation so much. Because they were sitting there talking, and they were talking about Sam, and that's the quote that I said earlier that I hated, where Mm -hmm. he was talking about how, like, why do people not love me? No. (laughs) (laughs) He said something about why do people love people they shouldn't love? It's like... Maybe because it's not all fucking about you. Maybe she can love whoever she wants to love. And maybe it's not about you, teacher, at all. We accept the love we think we deserve. What about the love she wants? She's a grown-ass fucking woman.
1: (laughs) Well, no, but I don't think Charlie's question to Mr. Anderson was necessarily just about her. I think it was about a lot of them. It was about why is my sister with fucking ponytail Derek when he's an asshole? Why was my aunt with these... Because I do think that her, her aunt was maybe not in like physically abusive relationships, but there was something going on with the relationship she was in and that she was constantly heartbroken by these asshole men. And his whole thing was, why do nice people not realize that they're nice and that they deserve better people? You know, why do they fall for the assholes? Basically,
0: I don't want to spoil the book for you, but we're doing a podcast. <laughs> um I did hear someone say something along the lines of thinking that she was abused as a child as well and just passing on the cycle.
1: Oh. Oh, no. Maybe I shouldn't read this book. I'm just going to be, like, ugly crying through the entire thing. (sighs) I'm too pretty to ugly cry. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) This is going to be a hard book for me to read, but I stand by my quote, damn it. It is true. People who are fucked up end up choosing the wrong people to love because they don't think they deserve love from better people.
0: Which is true, but also you love whoever you want to love. It doesn't matter who some freshman wants you to love. You love whoever you want to love.
1: Yeah, but maybe like learn. Don't get abused. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say like maybe learn to like give yourself better maybe learn to love yourself oh no I
0: just quoted RuPaul didn't I <laughs> not not almost, almost, but almost, really yeah. <laughs> badly <laughs> you can't if learn. you're gonna quote RuPaul <laughs> this is the movie to do it in well how does I shit I can't remember it now though I'm so mad at myself if oh you I'm, can't I'm, love yourself how in I'm, the hell are you gonna love I'm, somebody else yes
1: okay and I agree with that and I think that's what I'm getting at it's like don't just accept the love you think you deserve really realize what you deserve because you're a good fucking person and what's happened to you and your past and your mistakes and all of that shit doesn't matter. There's that's it. Thank you for coming to my Ted talks. I'm Amy. peace. Um, <laughs> Cause I could keep talking about that, but I'm not going to. Um,
0: okay. <laughs> did we talk about anything? Else? Yeah, <laughs> no, we're asking the same question. I think. Oh, final rating is what it's going to ask for. Okay,
1: all right. I gave it an 85%. It would have been higher than that, I think, if it weren't for um, going into it, expecting it to be a fun, easygoing movie, and then just getting my heart torn out. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I don't know that I could rewatch this movie all the way through. I can definitely watch scenes of it, and in fact, I'm sure I will, but I will I don't think I can put myself through that again.
0: And I gave it a 52. I liked some of the characters. I would have liked to see a movie about the side characters more than I liked it about these characters because I hated most of them. (laughs) Um, I think the movie was set up really well. I think the reveals came at just the right time in just the right way, but I didn't, like the romance I didn't like Charlie I didn't like Sam and the movie was mainly about Charlie and Sam um <laughs> Ezra Miller's performance was fun <laughs> but the entire rest of the movie made me so unhappy <laughs> to a level I had to have a palate cleanser I had to watch Sharpay's Fabulous Adventure and Fast no. Five just to feel okay
1: Uh <laughs> oh. Uh yeah, they were they're showing the Fast and the Furious movies just like on repeat and I still will not watch them unless you force me to. <laughs> but you I'm glad you had <laughs> You're probably right. I'm totally fine with that. Um yeah, but yeah, it was definitely one of those movies where you have to take a second afterwards and just Make yourself happy again. I don't I don't know that I necessarily did that. I just kind of was like, okay, well that happened.
0: Well, and even the dramas I like are dramas that are like drum comms. Members mm. just like, oh hey, suicide and rape and sadness and more suicide <laughs> and more rape. It's like, okay. Okay. Maybe that's tired should, now. <laughs> maybe
1: that should have been the title Suicide Rape. More suicide and more rape.
0: How would it have fit on the box?
1: I guess that's why they called it Perks of Being a Wallflower.
0: Well, I have <laughs> some great news for you. Oh, boy. Next time, we are going to lighten things up. Hmm. We're going to do Five Bye, Bye Birdie, a musical, the 1995 version, starring Jason Alexander and Vanessa Williams. Oh, I love Vanessa Williams. Okay. <laughs> I I probably won't hate it then. Everyone does.
1: (laughs) Everybody hates it. Oh, good.
0: This is Mm going to be fun. (laughs) All
1: right. Well, um, come back for that. We'll all see how we all feel about it, including me. Um, me. In the meantime. Yeah, well, I'm assuming you're going to like it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) In the meantime, you guys can check us out on social media. Uh, We're on Instagram at Millennials at the Movies, Twitter, Millennials A-T-M, and my personal Twitter is amy that's A-M-I underscore
0: movies. And mine is cantaloupe underscore eyes, like the fruit. See you guys next time. Bye.